0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I wanted to start this a a little bit different tonight uh, as far as for what we're going to be doing. uh, uh, Because my assignment tonight really is to kind of serve as just a news anchor. Amen. So I want to kind of start start tonight off just from that perspective of being a news anchor, being able to broadcast some good news. We know uh, if you f- if you flip on any local news or any national news, uh, you hear a whole lot about the pandemic and the coronavirus slash COVID 19, and you hear about uh, uh, things that are happening in economies and, and 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 wars and and fights and tiffs and things of that nature. And if you hear it you can be overwhelmed by that negative kind of news and it can really shift your mentality it can shift your spirit in a negative sense so uh if you've been uh just fascinated by it sometimes so i know sometimes some people you know are like a car wreck and so you just kind of sometimes some people can't help or can't seem to help themselves from just trying to keep up with the latest but it can really affect you so uh we want to make a shift tonight if that's you and then just to encourage some other people as well because guess what God is in the midst and there are still testimonies and still good news that is happening. And so uh, even for how we start tonight, I really want to begin from that perspective, just sharing a bunch of good news that's just happening nationally, that's happening locally as well. Amen. And so uh, sometimes you hear even with insurance companies, uh, you know, whenever there's a disaster, uh, they have this category called acts of God. And isn't it interesting how they they say whenever there's calamity, they categorize it as acts of God. Well, we're going to talk about some true acts of God tonight out of his spirit. And so there's some different categories. I'm going to share just a little bit some things that maybe you've heard of. And if not, then this will be news to you. But there's different acts of kindness that are going on that doesn't get reported. uh, Because usually it's the negative stuff that gets the most clicks on websites and the most views. But we're going to talk about some good news tonight. Amen. We're going to talk about some good news. So let me start with with just even some of the acts of kindness that take place. Uh, I know, uh, matter of fact, it was my father that let me know about a second cousin of mine. And I know other people are doing this as well, but you have people that have seamstress or sewing abilities. One of the good things that are taking place, people are sewing face masks for people. Come on, that's some good news. And you hear things about that, but then these face masks are being donated to, to frontline workers or, or people that might need them. So you got um, face masks being made. You have people that are cooking for others. Preparing meals, that's good news that doesn't get highlighted, but some people that might not be capable of being able to go out and get groceries. Um, I'm hearing stories and seeing news reports of people even dropping off groceries bags for the elderly at their front doorstep and then just driving off and just waving. God bless you and just keeping things moving. But that is some good news that we want to be able to acknowledge some acts of God and how he's moving in the midst of people to be able to do good in this earth. Amen. Uh, So again, these care packages are being sent. And then you got people volunteering, doing things. If there's not enough staff for certain things, you have people that are taking it upon themselves to arm up and to volunteer. So you got all these these acts of God that are taking place where people are moving, being inspired to do something good for another person or in their community. So we want to thank God for that. And here's something that does not get reported enough, but I want to definitely highlight a couple of these uh, uh, stories as well. You know, in the midst of, of COVID-19, you hear about uh, uh, the, the front news, the, the front statistics is always about how many uh, cases that are reported or how many people that have died from the virus. But guess what? Not everybody is dying. And so what I want to do is just be able to highlight just even a couple of stories of people that are recovering and giving God glory as a result. So here's one statistic. And of course, this can be uh, I just want to present it to you as I read it an article in Newsweek. And so there's this gentleman named Dr. Mike Tildesley, who's an associate professor in the Department of Life Sciences at the University of Warwick. What he told Newsweek he said that the recovery rate for those that have contracted uh, the COVID-19. He said the recovery de- the recovery rate is estimated to be around 80 percent. To be around 80 percent, and so we want to thank God for that. Of course, that still means 20 uh, that 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 aren't recovering. And so you know, even as there's 80 percent, we want to thank God that is at that level and not um, you know decreasing, but that. Uh, that the death rate just continues to decrease and decrease. So we put that in our prayers, but we want to thank God for where it is and thank God also and pray for this, for the continual improvement. Amen. So he says that now listen to this. This was uh, a news report um, from WSOC TV. And again, for those that are just logging in, I'm going to be your news anchor uh, tonight, giving you some good news that will anchor your faith, anchor your soul in such time as this. And so this was reported on yesterday, April 21st. And so it was a North Carolina woman. Uh, her name was Kathy Bartholomew. And I just want to read uh, something you know, out of this article right here, just a portion. But it says, Kathy Bartholomew's last memory was getting the COVID-19 test. She doesn't even remember checking into the hospital, but she is back home in apex North Carolina after 28 days in the hospital. The 62 year old had a fever that reached 104 and also spent 15 days, 15 days on a ventilator. But then this is what she says. She says, I feel like I'm a miracle glory to God. Somebody just say right now, and you could point to yourself and say, I know I'm a miracle. She said, I feel like I'm a miracle, Bartholomew said. And then she continues on. When two doctors stood at my bed and said, you should not have survived. Every statistic was against you. You should not have survived. And then she says, I feel like I'm a miracle. Uh, Now, it continues on. Here's another portion, and then I'll go to the next uh, testimony. But it says, Bartholomew, she will need physical therapy occupational therapy and maybe even speech therapy for paralyzed vocal cords, but her doctor said they expect she will make a full recovery. A full recovery. So she's already talking to say that she feels like she's a miracle. So, again, this isn't taking everybody out. So I just want to report just some good news to encourage somebody tonight in the name of Jesus. And then we'll we'll get into what we're uh, dealing with. But I hope that this is blessing you even now hearing this. On April 2nd, a little bit earlier, but still this month, Ohio COVID-19 survivor Nick Brown, uh, he shares a message of faith. So he had it as well. But this is what he reports. He says this, you absolutely have to have faith, especially with a virus like this, because it impacts people so differently and you have no idea what it's going to do to you or a loved one or to even a stranger, said Brown, who recovered after being placed on life support in an intensive care unit. He says this, I really believe the community support behind me and the prayer that they provided me was the the difference maker. So he said that the community support behind him and the prayer that they provided him was the difference maker. Prayer is a difference maker. I don't care what anybody says. Prayer is a difference maker. And so he says, the prayer they provided me was the difference maker, especially when I talk to the doctors and they tell me that they have no idea what turned me around. (laughs) So in this case, for Nick Brown, the doctor said, hey, we have no idea what turned it around. But then Nick Brown says prayer was the difference maker. And then he continues on saying this. I had so many people tell me that I'm not normal and I am a walking miracle. Come on. And then he continues, he says, true. And this is real life. There was a moment of despair that I had kind of gone, that I had kind of gone through where I was actually just ready for them to kind of just pull the plug. Brown continued, adding that the hospital staff had reached out to his wife about that possibility. But according to Brown, his wife told doctors, he is my best friend. Do everything you can to bring him back. And Brown said the hospital staff helped him by leaving notes on his widow window with goals for the day. And then Brown went on to say that his hospital stay was about 18 days. Seven of those 18 days were on life support. And through the whole process, I really felt God's love through these people. I mean, in a situation where you have no family because you are in isolation, they really treated me as if I was their family. Come on, so come on, can someone just right now, can someone just bless God uh, for those two uh, COVID-19 recoveries? And some of you, I know there's some other reports as well, just even locally of some friends that we know that have been recovering. And so we just want to highlight just the recoveries. There's there's a statistic again for 80 percent recovery. And so, God, we thank you for the 80 percent and we pray that that continues to increase and that the death rate decreases in Jesus name. Come on, somebody. Let's just agree with that right now. Good news tonight. Good news. Good news. And again, uh, my my education was actually in communications, So I'm going to be your news anchor, your good news anchor. And so, of course, you have the acts of kindness that are taking place in the midst of this, quote unquote, pandemic, this COVID-19. You have multiple COVID-19 recovery stories that aren't being reported, but you heard two tonight. But then you know what else is taking place even in the midst of this? Relationships are being reconnected. Come on. Relationships are being restored. There are many relationships that are being restored. And so we want to highlight again this good news. So there was an April 5th blog article by psych by the article was in the blog psychology today. And this was Dr. Carl Pelmer. And so he he says this. These are just some excerpts out of this blog article from Dr. Uh, Pelmer here. He says, in the very dark cloud of the coronavirus pandemic, it is hard to find a silver lining. But one positive glimmer, however, has recently come to my attention. Over the past five years, I have conducted a series of studies to shed light on the problem of estrangement in families, focusing in particular on the experience of people who have reconciled successfully, who have reconciled successfully, He says, friends and colleagues who know of my interests have contacted me with interesting news that people have reconciled because of the crisis. (laughs) That people are reconciling because of the crisis. And he says this for these individuals, the pandemic brought about renewed contact with a relative after years and sometimes decades of estrangement. And then he goes on to quote this, this is so powerful. And he says this, a Psalm has this famous request. This is what he says in his article. And it says this, and he's quoting the Psalm, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And then he goes on to say an unexpected result of the pandemic can be families coming together who have suffered through painful rifts. And he says, my reconciled respondents Would endorse taking advantage of such a golden opportunity to heal a fractured family. Now, come on, let's just lift our hands right now. Just even with that, even with that report of relationships being connected, I'm sure you can hear stories about relationships being fractured. But guess what? There's also healing. And so we're going to highlight the healing tonight. And so, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Just lift your hands and let's just be in agreement based upon this article, based upon this report. I know I've gotten texts and sent out texts to family members who we haven't talked to in several months or maybe even the last family reunion. Um, But just we were just checking on, checking in on each other. Uh, One of my my, one of my older big cuz just say, hey, cuz, you know, I just wanted to check in, pray you and patience and the girls are doing good. Miss y'all's lovely faces, man. Just stay safe. And and so we were just communicating back and forth. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for relationships being, being reconnected being restored in such a time as this, God. God, and we thank you, Lord, for the good news that is taking place, God, in the midst of us, God. You are at work in the midst of us, and we bless you, Lord. We acknowledge your hand. We acknowledge the acts of kindness. We acknowledge your hand in the midst of the COVID recoveries, and we acknowledge your hand in relationships being reconnected and relationships being restored in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, guess what? I got some more good news. woo No, it ain't over. Welcome to WW Grace News tonight. WW, Worldwide Grace News tonight. Let me take a sip as we continue on. The grace that abounds all across the world. I don't have no news broadcast. And, oh, this is what the Holy Spirit just even just shared with me earlier. He was like, look, I don't, I don't have breaking news. I have healing news. So we're talking about healing news tonight. (laughs) Come on, believers. So I want to ask you this question before we go into the next next uh, story here. Whose report will you believe? Isaiah chapter 53, verse one says this. You don't have to turn there unless you want your eyes to see it. But it says, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Uh, I know there's this old song, who Whose whose report do you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Whose report do you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. I don't remember the rest of it. His report says I I am healed. His report says I am free. His report. Well, if you know it, just go ahead and put the lyrics on there so that way some people might know. But it says his report says victory. I hear my wife helping me out in the background. That's my help. (laughs) All right. But who's who has believed the report of the Lord? Because you got a lot of reports going on. But God's saying this, who's believing my report? And so I just got to be a reporter tonight. And it's my privilege to be able to do so. So let's continue on. I know I saw this actually on Instagram. I don't have the direct article for this, but I did see this one powerful pic. And I guess it was a video as well, Uh, but it was some nurses in New York City. And so they were in, I guess, a corridor or a hallway. But when I tell you that they were on their knees, calling out and crying out, interceding for the hand of God to be with them and to strengthen them in the midst. I'm like, glory to God. It was powerful powerful and I mean they were getting it. They were on their knees praying, calling out unto Jesus to strengthen them. But then on April 2nd, ABC News Go, ABC News Go uh, reports this about some Tennessee nurses who were praying. And so I want to read this. This is an excerpt from ABC's News Go but about some Tennessee nurses sharing a powerful moment in prayer here. And so as the article it says this Um, As the battle against COVID-19 rages on in America's hospital rooms, medical staff are using prayer to help guide them through the fight. Sarah Kramer, a nurse at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee, turned 38 um, and wanted to honor the occasion with a prayer session in wake of the coronavirus pandemic. And then she says this. Sarah says this. I felt compelled to ask my friends to join me in prayer due to the fear and anxiety we're all feeling every day at work. Kramer said. So then fellow nurses joined in with open arms and bowed heads. The group made their plea on the hospital's roof. What a powerful place to pray, praying on the roof on the it's the upper room. <laughs> And you see them. It's a picture where they're on the roof, maybe about six of them, but they're just kind of posed like this and they're just praying with their hands lifted up. And so, again, the group made their plea on the hospital's roof, asking for strength, protection and wisdom for everyone taking care of patients around the globe. And then uh, another nurse says this. We want everyone to be comforted in knowing God is always with us no matter what. And so she says, our motto right now is faith over fear. You see that over my shoulder? Faith over fear. So she said, our motto right now is faith over fear. Glory to God. So you have people that are in the medical field. And so we just continue to lift up people in the medical field, bless them, Lord, strengthen them. But you got people in the medical field praying on the job, praying in the midst. Glory to God. Guess what? There's some more testimonies. I know those are even some 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 national testimonies, but we got some testimonies taking place even right here amongst us in abounding grace. Whoo. There was one. We got a report uh, even on our submitted through our testimony page on our website, And so this came in uh, uh, April 8th. And so uh, it was a report, you know, based upon a Wednesday message. So I, I guess that was a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. But it says this. When Pastor Sir Walter prayed for someone with back pain on the right side, that was me, 99.9%. Oh, sorry, that was a period. That was me. And then it said, 99.9% of the time, my pain is located on the left. But there was a shift on Wednesday. As he began to teach, I began to feel better. But when he prayed specifically, the pain went away completely. And then she said, "I was able to stand for over 30 minutes to get some housework done. Glory to God!" And that report came in from Sister Alicia Armstrong. We had another report. This was verbal, but Sister Carolyn Carter. I, I didn't write down all the details. Uh, so, uh, so Sister Carolyn, if you're watching, you can still send us an email. <laughs> but she got healed of an ankle injury that took place a uh, 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 considerable considerable amount of time ago so she got some deliverance got some relief got some breakthrough got the Lord's healing you know as a result of prayer here's another one that was submitted on April 11th and so it says this so for the last 48 hours I had been down with the cold slash flu yesterday I went to the ER near me and the nurses and doctors were only concerned about COVID-19 And basically sent me home without a diagnosis and someone else's discharge papers. The only thing I could do was fortify my system and pray to Dr. Jesus in and out of sleep. I continued to pray throughout the whole time. And then she said, as of today, my fever has broken. I can eat and my voice is at 100%. Jesus is a healer. And that report came in, that testimony, that report came in from Amber Carroll. Come on, somebody. Let's just bless God for this good news, for this good news report. Here's some financial. So that was some healing testimonies. Here's some financial even amongst us. Um, And so uh, we got this verbal, but this can be submitted, you know, through our website as well. But Elder Veronica Brooks, um, I'm giving a short version of this, uh, but uh, didn't have to pay for a car battery in her car. Come on. Glory to God. Sister, Sister Gwen, Mom Gwen Tolliver, uh, she was supposed to uh, get some work done on her car, but then got a notice from the manufacturer and they said normally she doesn't open notices like this. But what the manufacturer let let her know was that it was a recall. So the work that I guess she was thinking that she needed to pay for, uh, it was on the manufacturer. The manufacturer recalled so she didn't have to pay a dime for that work to be done and for that work to be completed. That's a financial testimony. Come on, somebody. Somebody just shout good news. I got to give glory even for the Scott household. Come on. I, I love being able to send checks to not just make a payment on a medical bill, but to pay off some debt. Some medical debt. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I, I want us to be able to lock in in faith and be in agreement, God, that we're going to declare because this is one thing that the Lord reminded me. Because sometimes when you just get medical or injuries or things of that nature, uh, sometimes I think of it, you know, uh, uh, in some occasions or many occasions, I'm like, man, you know, what? this is an attack of the enemy. And if it's an, ex- an, ex- if it's an expense where I have to pay something. You know, as a result of being hospitalized for whatever reason, then my faith, my mentality, my attitude is, oh, there's got to be some recompense. There has to be some retribution, some payback. So we're going to for for all those who have experienced slips, falls, accidents. For those that have had those out-of-the-blue attacks, for those that have even uh, maybe have been hospitalized and have recovered from COVID-19 but have had some medical bills as a result um, because of what insurance may not cover, somebody just shout, recompense, recompense. And so, Father, we agree right now in the name of Jesus for recompense, for supernatural favor, God, for increase coming from the north south the east the west god and for debts to just be discharged for debts to just be uh maybe there's a a, what they call an angel sponsor that says hey you know what i just want to pay somebody's medical bill god for those that are listening god i thank you father for just your supernatural favor for i thank you god for acts of god for what man's insurance can't cover (laughs) Yeah, God, I thank you, Lord, for your acts, for what man's insurance can't cover, God, and that you just extend your hand of favor, that the arm of the Lord, that your arm be revealed to them, God, because we believe your report in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, someone just give God a shout of praise for what you just heard. And we know that these are just a handful of testimonies, but this is what I'm encouraged by. God is doing more than what we know. Oh, my God. Just give him glory right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now, what do you do with these reports? What do you do with just even these handful of testimonies that we've heard? This is what you do. You know you can actually war with testimonies. You can war. You can go to war with these testimonies. And we don't war for war's sake. We war knowing that the victory is already won. So you got to understand that we, we war from an elevated platform, that victory is already the outcome. Victory is already the outcome. And So we war with them. So um, turn with me to John chapter five. Let's go here. We'll, we'll start here. John chapter five. And I want to start at verse 31 and then we'll go through 39. I'm reading from the New King James Version tonight. John chapter five, verse 31 through 39. Glory to God. All right. I know you're there. Let's get ready to go. And this is Jesus talking. And of course, he's had some accusations going on in the midst. So he's he's responding to these people, uh, to these accusers. And so he says this. And these are the witnesses of Jesus. What we're talking about here. Uh, These are the witnesses about who he is, his identity, his person. And so Jesus says in John, chapter five, verse thirty one. He says, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Because the verse before he's saying the father sent me verse 32, but he says, there is another who bears witness of me. And I know that the witness, which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John and he has borne witness to the truth yet. And of course, this is John the Baptist yet. I do not receive testimony from man, but I say these things that you may be saved He, John the Baptist, was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the father has given me to finish. I'm going to break this down. The very works that I do bear witness of me. Come on, somebody, that the father has sent me and the father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form, but you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he sent him, you do not believe. And I'll stop at verse 39. You search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and these these scriptures and these are they which testify of me. Very powerful right there. So Jesus talks about saying, he's saying this. He's like, look, I'm not coming here bearing witness of myself. I'm not sitting here promoting me or highlighting my own. I've got other people who who, who bear witness for who I am. And so John the Baptist testified about who he was. And, of course, you could look at when he baptized Jesus. Uh, here, here's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then uh, Jesus says, and you know what? As powerful as that was, I have someone, I have Something that's even greater than John that testifies of me. And Jesus says, The very works that I do speak about me. The very works that I do provide a testimony about who I am. But then he says that. So, okay, so John the Baptist, if you don't believe him, fine. Now, if you don't even believe the works that I'm doing, okay, I still have yet another witness. I still have another person who testifies me who testifies of me and he says the father God testifies of who I am the father is the one who who bears who who testifies but here's the difference that Jesus said but the ones who hear and have his words are the ones who actually hear from God and who see and who can bear witness of who Jesus is so that's why you have all even these good reports that, that I would say somebody Even the good news reports that we heard about tonight, some people would say, ah, that wasn't God. The reason why? Because God's word doesn't abide in them, so they can't even see his form. They can't even see his hand. And so, but you can in the name of Jesus. And so, again, and Jesus says this. So you got John the Baptist testifies of Jesus. The works of Jesus testify about who he is. The Father, God himself, uh, testifies about Jesus. But then here's another component, the fourth element, the fourth dimension that Jesus says also testifies about who he is. He says the scriptures, he says the very scriptures that you read. And of course, he was talking to some religious people who would search the scriptures more so for uh, a form of piety, a form of religiosity, but denying the power of God. They would study scripture in order to argue. They were study scripture in order to imprison people. In other words, uh, they would be the letter of the law that would bring death. But Jesus says, look, I'm, I'm coming to bring life. But he says the very scriptures that you read about, they testify about me. But you don't even you can't even receive their testimony of the scriptures because you don't believe me. So when you believe Jesus, then you can then he can open your eyes to what scripture is saying. Now what's very powerful, he's talking about what we know of as the Old Testament. So even the Old Testament, the Old Testament, the Old Testimony pointed to who he is. How much more so the New Testament, the new covenant, the new testimony that we are a part of today, that you and I are living today. And so and and so uh Here's what's powerful. So, again, I want to rehearse that. John the Baptist testified about who Jesus was. Greater than John, Jesus says, my own works, the miracles that you've seen me do, they testify that I was sent from the Father. Because I'm not doing this on my own. I'm doing this in partnership with the Father as one. And so, then he says, the Father testifies about me. And then he says, the very scriptures that you read testify about me. And so, this is what's very powerful because, again, I said that, that you can war with testimony. Here's one element that your eyes can be open to. Some people are familiar with. So, so, again, I want to encourage others. And for those, this might be news to you. For those who don't know, this might be news to you because we've been talking about the weapons of our warfare. We've been talking about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. And it deals with uh, demolishing arguments. And so here Jesus is using these very testimonies of those who testify about him to demolish the arguments of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that were saying, ah, you're talking, you just sent yourself. These works are just your own, you're just, so, so we got that. But now here's another dimension. Because the scriptures testify about Jesus, because all the scriptures point to him, they testify about who he is. Jesus knew how to war with the testimony of the scriptures. He himself warred with the testimony of the scriptures. We don't have time to turn there because another scripture I want us to get to. But you can look, I believe it's in John chapter four, Matthew chapter or Luke four. But when we know when Jesus was led into the wilderness to pray. And while he was praying, he was tempted of the devil at the end of 40 days and 40 nights. So the enemy came at quote unquote his weakest point. But this is what Jesus warred with. Remember now, remember, Jesus said that the scriptures testify about who he was, right? And so Jesus says to the enemy on several occasions, It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written It is written. You should not tempt the Lord your God. It is written because the enemy will try to misinterpret uh, because he was even trying to throw back scriptures. But Jesus was like, look, you don't even know what these scriptures mean. And then he started whooping the devil with the truth. You can't handle the truth. He started whooping the enemy with the truth. Oh, because the enemy can't handle the truth. So that's why you and I, we have to war with the testimonies. And one of the greatest weapons to be able to war with is the testimony of Scripture. All Scripture has been inspired by God. And men were inspired to write. And so it's these very scriptures, Old and New Testament, all of it. You'll find Jesus, and it's a beautiful study if you ever have an opportunity to do so. But you can see Jesus or that which points to Jesus in every book of the Bible. Some people might say, oh, the Old Testament is just, no, the Old Testament is still good because it points to Jesus, but there's a greater covenant that we operate in, and that we walk in. And so what it is, is the New Testament, it's just the Old Testament unveiled. And so Jesus, in essence, is saying, this, and, and, uh, in other words, these point to me because I am the New Testament. I am the testimony. Okay, so, but again, we, we're dealing specifically with being able to war with testimony tonight because there's a whole lot to talk about uh, as far as for the dimensions of testimony. But again, my assignment is to give you some good news, but then for us to be able to understand, you can war with testimony. You can war and win You can war and win with testimony. You don't got to use these, but you got a testimony. And so Jesus said again, I want to say this again because this is so powerful. Jesus says, look, the scriptures that you read, the scriptures that you read, as a matter of fact, I want to read it. He says, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are for people that were reading the scriptures wrongly. But then he he says, and these are they which testify of me. So the scriptures testify of Jesus. That's why we pray for our our Jewish brothers and sisters, because the the covenant that they read from, it actually testifies of Jesus as the Messiah. But anyways, another message, another time. But just pray, just pray for Israel and and, uh, for, for the Hebrews, for the Jews. Amen. All right. But then here we go. There's a book written about you. And so there's this there's, there's, there's God even speaking and bearing witness with who he is on the inside of you. Because the father testifies about Jesus. And when you receive Jesus, guess what? You get that same strength. You get that same encouragement. Amen. But here's one of the beautiful things. So Jesus warred with testimony. He warred with the testimonies that were sp- spoken of about him. And again, and the Bible says, you know, after the devil got whooped and then it said that, you know, he left at at try to find another opportune time. And then the angels came and ministered, ministered unto Jesus. Woo. And again, we've been dealing with this, this warfare, but they hearken to the word of the Lord. We haven't I haven't talked specifically on that, but we have been ministering around that and we've been sharing through scriptures about how angels have been helping in our warfare. So we do have angelic assistance, but then it's even more powerful when the saints of God war with testimony, when the saints, when you and I war with testimony. So here we go. Revelations y'all knew I was going there. Revelations chapter 12 verses 10 through 11. And I'm not going to unpack because revelations chapter 12 is ain't no way to try to exegete that right now. But Revelations chapter 12, verses 10 through 11. So we see the witnesses of Jesus. And I just share with, with you how Jesus warred with testimony. Uh, and I believe that's Luke, Luke 4 uh, uh, when he was in the wilderness. But Luke, I mean, so now let's go to Reverend, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 through 11. I have a testimony. <laughs> Let me take another sip. Now, this is Apostle John who got this revelation, who's writing and and getting this, this super strong vision and encounter. And these are some of the things that he's reporting that we can read today. Then he says this, then I heard a loud voice saying sh- in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser. Of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So it was talking about Satan, uh, you know, it's talking about a dragon and talking about this woman and and, and, and its child and, and all types of things. But uh, bottom line, w- this is talking about Satan being cast down. So, again, because Satan is actually accuser. And so he's actually a, the accuser of the, of the accuser of the brethren. He's the accuser of you and of me. So it says that he has been cast down. And then verse 11, and they, and somebody say me. Yeah, yeah. Now somebody say we. And they overcame him, the accuser, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their, shout it out, testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. Woo. "And And they overcame him, the accuser by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So we talked about the blood of the lamb a little bit a couple of weeks ago when we were ministering on Passover. And so um, uh, for those, uh, if, if you saw it, uh, earlier, but there's a thumbnail for those that are watching this and for those that are at, because I know some people will be listening to this on the podcast, but there was a thumbnail uh, that you'll see probably after, you know, this video has been posted, but there's a thumbnail of a soldier holding up a red flare, but, but it's a red smoke signal. So of course they can signify, you know, different types of things, but I thought it was a very powerful image of this soldier holding up this red flare that had a red smoke signal. And so what it is, what the flares do, they actually serve as a signal. And in some military senses, uh, they will hold up a red flare to signify, to mark where the enemy is. Come on, I'm going to break that down in just a little bit. And so I like the image about how it is red because to me that signifies the blood. But then also whenever the enemy tries to show up, man, you could hold up the blood of Jesus. And say, hey, you know what? Wherever the enemy tries to make itself known, it's like, man, you know, I'm applying the red, the blood of Jesus. I'm sending up a signal right now. I'm sending up a signal. And then that signal is the blood, but then also the word of the testimony. Come on. Come on. So, again, whenever the enemy is attacking, we decree the blood of Jesus. But then we also begin to declare the testimonies, the goodness of God. That's how you war. That's how you roar. So here we go. So there is power in your testimony. Your testimony of the testimonies that take place are a weapon. The testimonies that you hear can be used as a weapon. The testimonies, your own testimony that you've experienced can be used as a weapon. And so this is what you want to do. You want to keep reminding yourself of what God said. Or keep reminding yourself of what God has done. Even in seasons and even in moments like this, you know, what David had to do, he had to encourage himself. And he strengthened himself even because he was facing a death type, type of situation. Even when he was feeling a moment of isolation, he strengthened himself. And so what these testimonies do, they come and give you strength. Even that we heard from the medical place, or one of that person dealing with COVID, he said, I knew that I wasn't alone even though I felt like I was in isolation with the nurses and the people that were around me and the prayers that were going forth, I felt the love of God through them. Come on, somebody. So you want to keep reminding yourself what God says. And then you can also declare to the enemy what God said. You, as Jesus, that would say it is written and how Jesus warred with the testimonies, how he warred with the scriptures that testified about him, you can do the same thing. You can say it is written and war with the testimonies of the scriptures that testify about him. And get it it, because what we want to do, we want to get Jesus results. We don't want to get our own results. We want to get Jesus results. And so, again, you keep reminding yourself what God says and you can declare to the enemy what God said. But then you also want to make sure that you remember the greatness and glory of the one who said it. When God speaks, so we, we highlight, God, I thank you that you said. Lord, I thank you that you said that it is written. Boom. And that right there is a weapon. It's not carnal. It's not fleshly. But I'm telling you, in the spirit, it is so effective. It totally shifts atmospheres. And even when things try to come, even in your own mind, because I know there's a lot of battle that takes place within them, there's a lot of warfare in the mind. I'm telling you, the word of God, the testimonies of Jesus, because here you go. The enemy even tried to tempt Jesus to commit suicide. <laughs> but then Jesus, because he said, "Throw yourself off this mountains." Doesn't the scripture say that the angels shall uh, catch you lest you dash your foot up against a stone? And Jesus had to let him know, "Hey, you can't come at me with like that. You can't come at me with that. It is written." Oh, so you're not experiencing any temptation that Jesus hasn't dealt with himself. So to get Jesus victory, let's just do what he did. That's what it is to be Christ-like, to be, to have that anointing, to be like Jesus. He's on the inside of you, ready to be activated at that dimension. All right, let me not get ahead of myself. So again, But this is one thing I want to encourage you. So, again, you remember the greatness and glory of the one who said it. You don't have to remind God because God doesn't forget. God, I'm reminding you of what you said. He didn't forget. We do. (laughs) So we want to present this like, Lord, I thank you that you said. It is written. That's why you have to abide, and that's why his word has to abide in you. Oh, in such an hour like this, You have to abide in him and his word has to abide in you. I'm telling you, you got to digest scripture. And then allow Holy Spirit to unveil what scripture is saying. So we read in partnership with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you for speaking to me what God's word is saying. And then you war with that. Let me continue on. So now here you go. When you hear these testimonies that we talked about, When you hear testimonies about recovery, when you hear testimonies about healing, when you hear these acts of kind, these acts of God that show up through the acts of kindness, when you hear testimonies about these financial things, guess what? You can actually take those and war with them as well. This is how you do it. God, I thank you, Lord, that you did it for them. Now, Father, I thank you, Lord, that that same thing can be designated and assigned in my life or assigned and applied in this situation. I'm telling you, God is not a respecter of persons. And so what he does for one, he can do for another. Again, what he does for one, he can do for another. Sometimes we hear testimonies of certain breakthroughs of healing um, that that maybe we haven't experienced. So it's like, man, you know, oh, God's doing that. Oh, shucks. Well, man, let me let me let me just because because that's in the family. So if, if, if that kind of warfare, if that kind of tactic, if that kind of breakthrough is taking place, well, shucks, we're going to go for the same thing. We're going to take that testimony and war. Father, I thank you, Lord. That that, for example, I've heard of some ministries and, I, and I'm pressing into this more and more. But I heard of some ministries that heard of another ministry that was getting uh, that was having in their midst. God was healing people uh, that was having metal. But then God was supernatural we were replacing that metal and hearing and, and healing it with what God created with bone. So metal was just dissolving whatever was taking place. It was no longer metal that was there and it was fide, you know, verified testimonies. And then once this ministry heard, it was like, oh, God, oh, y'all are getting breakthrough and in, in, in God's um, y'all are getting metal healed. So they were like, well, man, we're going to go for that, too. And so they contended in prayer and pressed in and then they started getting the same results. I'm just saying this. You can war with the breakthroughs and testimonies of other people. This is one thing, even in the military, there are certain things, if if it's needed, then they will assign certain weaponry for other units. So it's just all about hearing and believing and then going for it. Glory to God. So be strengthened. So you can use these testimonies as weapons in your own life. That's one of the beautiful things, even why we go to Scripture. I mean, how many times do we get encouraged about David and Solomon and Joshua and Moses and all those things? Their, that was their testimonies. It was their experience, but we receive fresh rhema and revelation, and then it's a new faith, and then we apply it, and we personalize it. It's like, no. Some people even say this, oh, I know I'm a Joshua type. Oh, I know I'm a this. Oh, I know I'm a that. And that's all fine and well and good, and I totally understand but then, ooh, but can we say, oh, but I'm like Jesus. Or some people are like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to say that. That's, it ain't blasphemous. Not if he's on the inside of you. I'm not saying you and I are Jesus. But if he's on the inside of us, he wants to rise up. He's like, hey, this is my testimony. This testifies about me. And so what it is, when we hear it, man, he's the one that actually wars He knows what to do with a testimony. Glory to God. So I want to encourage you with this statement. Do not get lulled to sleep in this season. I know sometimes patterns and and routines can be thrown off. And sometimes people can feel like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know this. I'm telling you, it's a great time to be winning. It's a great time to be winning. And your witness, what you've identified about the goodness of God in your own life and then when you got scripture to it as well too, it begins to war against the enemy. And it is something that is very powerful about recounting the past works of the Lord, that activates present-day wins. So even if you recount the past works of the Lord of how he broke through in your life, it can activate some present-day wins now. When you just remember just some of the good things like, God, I thank you for your faithfulness. God, if there's a song that said, if he did it before, he can do it again. And and it and it is so true. And so what happens is each moment you audibly recall the hand of God, you begin to mount a case against the accuser. Each truth, each breakthrough of the Lord, it begins to mount a case. It's just more evidence. It's just more evidence about the goodness of God, about the favor of God on your life. And so the accuser, the the accusing opposition says. And then they got to go away and try to find another opportune time because the case is stacked against them. You have such an advocate in Christ Jesus. And so. Again, I need to say that again. Each moment you audibly recall. So again, when you recount the moments, you you gotta say it. I was just even going through this, just warring, and, and just for the sake of not that I was feeling a certain kind of way, but I just felt like bruising the enemy some. And so I just began to just recount to some of the goodness of the Lord, and I was like, Oh God. I remember when you broke through financially in that regard. God, I remember when, when, when I had a heart condition and, and I was hospitalized. But I remember the specific moment when you got my heart realigned properly. And I just started blessing God. And then next thing you know, it almost just seemed like, you know, other testimonies just started to line up. And I was like, whoa, I ain't trying to break down and start crying right now. But God, you've been so good. God, you've been so good. So even if you start feeling, even if you start emotionally, certain things start coming. Then what you need to say out of your mouth, oh, this is what God has done. This is what God has done. And I'm telling you, it begins to shift your thinking. And you stop thinking about, oh, woe is me or, or, or whatever the case may be. Because I know I've been there. Oh, my gosh, I've been there. But then you, it begins to lift you up. It begins to lift you up. And then you, then you start to see again. It's like, oh, this is, this is who I am. Woo. Because the scriptures testify about who you are. Because of who Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And they and then the scriptures and then the word and then I'll promise you, I just believe that you could even without even seeing. But there could be some angelic assistance to begin to strengthen you. (laughs) <laughs> when you war with testimony. And so what happens is you begin to build a case of truth against the accuser in any seemingly impossible situation that stands against you. And then that mountain of truth crushes the enemy. That mountain of truth crushes the enemy. So your assignment, your assignment, even in this season, is just begin to is to begin to recount the times God has forgiven. Recount the times God has healed. And I'm telling you, there's more times that you can count. Recount the times God has delivered. Recount the times God has provided. Come on. Recount the times God has restored. Because what happens is recognizing what he did opens your eyes to what he is doing. Recognizing what he did opens your eyes. It begins to open your eyes to what he's doing because God is still moving in your midst even now. So you begin to track, identify, it's like, oh God, I see you doing this because he begins to unveil some things. And that opens your spirit. So now recognizing what he did opens your eyes to what he is doing, present day. And then recognizing what he's doing opens your spirit. Now that begins to open up your spirit to that which the eyes have not seen, nor the ear heard. So now your spirit gets open to some stuff that your eyes haven't even seen yet. You begin to tap into some to some stuff that that God is is about to do in your life. Come on. So this is, I believe, just a word uh, for somebody that God is going to upgrade your testimony. I'm going to take a sip on that. God is going to upgrade your testimony. So somebody say, God is upgrading my testimony. <laughs> <clears throat> and let me explain that. But the upgrading or going to the next grade, because we talked about uh, some maybe a week, a couple of weeks ago, about upgrading the weapons. So you can go back and, and check that message out uh, on our podcast or or the YouTube on Facebook, we got we got it up there as well. But going to the next grade, upgrading the testimony weapon means passing the test in this season. Because even in the midst of the pressure that many people are, are, are feeling, guess what? God's got success planned for you. This is not designed for you to fail. <laughs> but but this is this here's the other thing. So it's it's upgrading. So what we I want to encourage you We want to make sure as we upgrade a testimony uh, that we don't cycle back, especially if it's some testimonies that are just always dramatic or in the negative sense, like, uh, how can I say this? Yeah, because some cycles are ending. So that's why God is upgrading a testimony. I think that's the best way I can say that because some cycles are coming to an end because some people, some testimonies don't give God glory anymore. Well, God, I thank you that he can, especially if it's just that same level over a protracted period of time. If it's like that same struggle, this is the, okay, here we go. So if it's the same struggle kind of testimony after a decade, then yo, that cycle's got to break in Jesus' name. And God says, hey, let me upgrade your testimony. Let me upgrade something that you can war with even more effectively. Glory to God. So someone again, and again, of course, that's a struggle, but some people got, you know, there's a positive sense to this as well. So we are being upgraded in our testimonies. And so for those that, uh, and not to feel condemnation for those, if it's that struggle, I'm saying, hey, you know what? There's deliverance that's available that you can get with the Lord on or whatever the case may be. But God's got breakthrough for you in the name of Jesus. But here's another upgrade of testimony how our testimonies can be upgraded even more. It's the growth from thanking God for the tens, the hundreds, because some people, even financially, we thank God for the tens of dollars that take place. Some people are going to be upgraded from the tens to the hundreds. Some people are going to get upgraded in their testimonies from the breakthrough of the hundreds to the thousands. Some people are going to go from the thousands to the 10,000s and then from the 10,000s to the hundred thousands. And then some people, depending on what level they've been, you know, walking going, some people are going from the hundred thousands to the millions and the 10 millions and so forth and so forth. But it's upgrading of the testimonies of how God is moving and how God is breaking through in your life in the midst of this season. I believe that there's an upgrade of testimony that is available uniquely. But when we recount what he's done, we can see he began to open our eyes what he's doing in the midst. So don't go around thinking, oh, God's not doing anything. Oh, yes, he is. Your prayer needs to see, needs to be, God, open my eyes. God, open my eyes to what you were doing in the midst. Lord, I want to see. Lord, reveal your arm to me so, so I can believe the report. God, strengthen my faith in the name of Jesus. Because guess what? God is doing it. And it's a done deal. This is a winning season for you. That's a good word for somebody right there. That this is a winning season. Some people say that when when they're feeling good. I'm in my winning season. No, you can say that now, even if you don't feel good. I'm in my winning season. And guess what? This season don't have to end because we are always led in the triumph of Christ Jesus. You see how it all points back to him? And you see how you can war. It's like, well, man, how does he how do these scriptures keep coming? Because there's a deposit. So when you got a deposit, the Holy Spirit can draw upon that. So, again, just keep depositing, keep depositing the word on the inside of you. So, again, and then here's another upgrade. God is upgrading from what he did to you to what he's doing through you. That's another upgrade. So it goes from an upgrade of what God did for me to what God is doing through me for others. That's another upgrade. Here God healed me, but now God is using my words or my hands uh, uh, to be able to heal others. Somebody say, Lord, upgrade my testimony. Come on, we fighting on another level. And so scripture says this, Psalm 68, verse 1 through 3, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him as smoke is driven away. So drive them away as wax melts before the fire. So let the wicked perish at the presence of God. God, Lord, so let every wicked thing, let every wicked entity, God, let it melt and let it perish at your presence. And then it says this in verse three. This is what I'm going to encourage you with. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Come on. So we are rejoicing exceedingly tonight. Glory to God. Again, somebody just needs to say, you don't have to type a shout out, but upgrade upgrade the testimony. Upgrade the testimony so that way we can war. It's like, woo! God, I thank you, Lord, for I remember when such and such I was looking at, you know, thousands, but here, here, God, you came through and you provided here. The diagnosis was this, but God here, you came through. And I'm talking about now, even on behalf of others, (laughs) especially when you, when you're healed up and you're walking in health. It's like, well, shucks for how I've been watered for how God has blessed me such as I have. That's what Peter said, Peter and John. They was like, look, we we didn't have a whole bunch of gold on us at that moment, but such as I have, I'm giving to you. Picked up the man's hand and says, rise, take up your bed, walk. So again, in this season, let God arise, but not just let God arise, but let him arise in you. Let him arise in me. Let him arise in us, in the body of Christ, so that way we can testify at an even greater level of the goodness of the Lord. That's what the testimony for God upgrading the testimony for. So that way God can just get even greater glory out of your life. Because it ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's about him. It's all about him because we want to testify of Jesus and of Christ. Amen.